Hey, you with the rhinestone dog collar. Between us dogs, I just convinced my human to upgrade to a new home with a 1,200 square foot bathroom. I think she called it a yard. With Wells Fargo's 3% down payment on a fixed rate loan, my human realized a new home was within reach. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash woof. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage. Down payments as low as 3% on a fixed rate loan require mortgage insurance. Ask a home mortgage consultant about loan requirements. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage is a division of Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Equal housing lender. NMLS RID 399801. Feral Audio. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Hey everybody, it's Todd Berry. Uh, I'm in a hotel room in Kansas talking into my phone. So if it sounds different, it's because I'm talking into my phone. Sean Patton's on the show today. I've always liked talking to him. And uh, we'll get to that in a minute. I have some upcoming shows. I'm doing three shows in Michigan, Grand Rapids, Pontiac, and Lansing on the 27th, 29th, and 30th of April. I'm doing the Sasquatch Festival in May. Uh, Manchester and London, I'm doing crowd work shows. Washington, D.C., I'm doing regular shows. Go to toddberry.com for those tour dates. Go to Feral Audio for this podcast and many other podcasts. And if you shop on Amazon and you want to help out the podcasts, go to support our artists on feralaudio.com. And there's an Amazon link and do the whatever shopping you were going to do anyway. And part of the money goes to the podcasters. Uh, I made $100,000 last week just from the Amazon link. That's not true. Um, I had a glass and a half of wine also. That's why I'm a little looser than usual. And I won $30 in blackjack with a $50 investment. So like 60% of my money. Actually 65% because I tipped out $5 to the blackjack dealer. I don't know if you have to do that when you just win $35, but I did. ToddBerry.com, at ToddBerry. T-shirts, I think you can still get them. Teespring, T-E, Spring dot com slash Todd Berry. And um, I think that's it. So here is Sean Patton. Now you were just telling me that you, <laughs> that you use the same recording equipment that I do. I do. The, 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 I mean, it's a very elaborate system. It is elaborate. It, it, um, I don't, I don't know if we should, should we tell your listeners no, what it is? Because it's just too much. No, we didn't get, it's, <laughs> it's where uh, you two recorded their last three albums. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. you record, you started doing a podcast? I did, I did. I started doing a podcast. I got about six in the belt. Um, and now I'm a little too nervous to put it out. But then again, I'm not. My, my issue is this. Maybe you can, maybe oh, you yeah. can guide me. Sure. I find that podcast audiences podcast listeners your average podcast fan if you will is a very loyal fan yeah they but they also they're they're very uh they listen a little too hard yeah they'll pick you apart they will yeah they'll complain about a, <laughs> a free podcast because you forgot to ask why didn't you ask him this I don't know. Like, it's not a script. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a conversation. I don't have a producer. Well, not today. They're off, of course. So, so you're worried about it going standing up to scrutiny of? Uh, 
Well, it's I open it the podcast. Can I say what it is? Yeah, of course. Because okay. because I I tell you what, by the end of the podcast, you decide if you want to do it or not. Okay. It's you come on to the podcast and you confess to a lie, right? A time that you lied. A time that you lied, and not and specifically not. Uh, tell me something you've never told me before. I had one guest do that, and I was like, no, that's not what this is. What do you mean? Like, I had one guest come on and just be like, well, I've never told anyone this, and they went on to tell me a thing that was like a secret. I'm like, I don't want a secret. You want a lie. I want a specific time you you didn't tell the truth Uh and got away with it. And it it could be anything. I had one guest tell me, for example, about a time that something they've been saying on stage was not true. Uh Uh-huh. And then I had another guest tell me that They've been lying for years and saying they're allergic to onions just because they hate onions and they don't like having the conversation. So the lie can be across the board. <laughs> it That's a pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not confessing to... Uh, no. could be anything. And then we discuss lies and how they affect life and things of that nature. But I feel like I've gotten some... I'm just worried that... You know what? I need to get... As I'm saying all this, I'm like, I need to get over... It sounds good to me. Yeah, it does. I need to get over this. I need to just accept... It's certainly podcasts with worse premises than that. No. Not just mine, which has no premise. That's, that is the premise. Yeah. The lack of the premise. The, it's the great... It's just a chit-chat. Now, I like that idea. Yeah, and really quickly, wasn't that Miles Davis's whole thing? What's that? Was to not have a thing? Uh, Yeah, but he... Yeah, I, I guess he was a cool cat, but he also had some pretty good talent from what I hear. Would you not say that your comedic <laughs> ability is not Miles Davis-like were you to transfer his from music to comedy? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know. If I said yes, then that would be yeah, like, right. that would be get, asking to get raked over the coals. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. so you think you're Miles Davis, huh? <laughs> I'm the Miles Davis of podcasting. Ooh, <laughs> I like it. But I like that premise, <laughs> and you've recorded six of them? Six. Because I feel like it's pretty easy to... Uh, Start with that mm-hmm. and then just go off Yeah, to, to fill. How long was each episode? I try and keep it around. Um, I, I, I only I only cross the hour boundary if the conversation is real good. And even then I try and cap it an hour 20. Just because I think the era of two and a half hour podcasts has sort of faded into oblivion. Yeah, I mean, I do mine. Mine's about an hour. Some guests I've gone an hour and a half with. Sure, you know some interesting but, people. I but it's not even necessarily like the hour ones are less interesting. It's just sometimes it's just the way it happens because I'm a loose cannon. You are. Todd Berry, loose cannon. Everybody knows this. But, yeah, I, I have mixed – because I asked about that when I was first starting podcasting. You know, you know, it seems like it might be too long. And someone was saying, well, you know, people are driving. Yeah, walking but, yeah. great distances. But I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to do like two hours and know that there's this big drop-off in the last hour. Sure. Where, so that there's where, that's where all the good shit is. Yeah, where yeah. like it's like you're the last guest on Letterman and you follow the animal guy. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And then you know, oh man, there's not as many people. You only watch that's the a perfect the, analogy. Right. You only watch the first uh, hour of the two hour season premiere. Yeah. Then you don't give a shit about this. You know, I have I did meet a guy in Chicago who was walking across the the country. Uh huh. That was his thing. He was walking from yeah, San Francisco. He, he to might Boston. listen to loud long podcasts. He does. That was his thing. Jeez, he was like podcasts. Be... I listen to them all. That's all I listen to. So this guy just walks for hours and hours a day, listening to podcasts. Then stops in a city for a couple of days, and then kept walking. That's cool. That's um, yeah. Yeah, they're great on road trips, if especially you if you're tired. literally walking on the road. Yeah, if you're gonna <laughs> walk across the country. I'll I'll point you to some of my longer episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the name of your podcast? Uh, I think we're gonna call it Pants on Fire. I like it. You do like it? Yeah. Okay. 
You're the first person I've run it by. I do the like the name. It. Thank you. Oh yeah. Because I feel like with mine, I just I was like, oh, I got to think of a title, and titles are always hard to think of. But then I was like, oh, I'll just call it the Top Barry Podcast. But there is there's part of me that wishes I would have put in a little br- brainstorming. Well, and said came up with something cute. Hosted by Todd Barry. Let me came up with something cute. Hosted yeah. by Todd Barry. Yeah. Let Maybe me ask you though. In your creative journey, do you find have you found that people who are just like real good at titles tend to not be that good at everything else? Uh, I've never I never thought about it. I do know that yeah. quite often, like I've written a few things for the New York Times. Of course, you and have. they won't let you write your own title. Really? Yeah, because there's sometimes you hear about an editorial about some guy, and they're like, oh, and they'll slam the guy based on the title. It's like, he probably didn't even write that title. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's just a guy in an office somewhere, just an arrogant bastard, who's the title man. But I do feel like titles are also something that's kind of like, all right, there's a title, let's get past it. Yeah, that's how I feel like it's the last thing I give a, a shit about, Yeah. period, when it comes to a thing. But Pants on Fire is good. Pants on Fire. It, did it, your research make sure no one else has a? Uh, I, my girlfriend did. So she did all the. <laughs> she also came up she with the name. She knows how to use Google. She's very good. She, today, today I uh, got the, well, I, I found out a while ago I was doing Bonnaroo, but today oh. they, yeah, I'm looking. You've done it, right? Yeah, a couple of times. Fun, right? It's fun unless it's storming. For me, I, you know, I had an issue there because I'm terrified of lightning. Are you? Yeah. Like, have you been struck? No, I haven't. But have you seen Have you seen it up close ever? I just, I for whatever reason, it, yeah. it truly shakes me up. Oh, you, it should. I saw it as it should. And in Bonnaroo, it's like you're in a tent, and there's like and there's a pole, and it's loud. Yeah, thunder, and it's just some people are like, I think it's cool. It's like I don't think it's. I've cool. seen lightning. It, what I it was probably miles away, but it's what I remember as being extremely close and it was horrifying it was yeah. on a i was on a boat with my dad and my uncle in lake pontchartrain or as if you're french you'd say pontchartrain uh-huh. um in louisiana and lightning it was a storm and we were just we were fishing and then we just kind of weathered the storm for a little bit and lightning struck and you know when it's close because of how quick the thunder comes yeah yeah, yeah. and it was like it was almost like the thunder began before the bolt was even gone just in the water, just struck the water. Right. But it was one of the most like. <gasps> yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. So you being out in a in, in a, a field that's not yeah, yeah. It's sort of. Uh, so I was kind holding of holding a microphone. Well, it didn't happen. Why they, they won't put you on stage if that shit's going on? I mean, not even in the tent. No, I mean, no. I, I think pretty much because I've done other outdoor festivals where like once if there's lightning, we're no no go, we're yeah. canceling it or we're waiting it out, but. It was, uh, it was, there were a few times where they're like, I need to get picked up in a van. To- get away? Oh, yeah. wow, really? And I, need, I need you to pull me, you know, sorry to do this, but. So you were telling me that, why uh, you got into Bonnaroo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, um, it was like a, <laughs> I was, was going to make some really lame, like, it was like a bolt of uh, lightning struck, and yeah, I got in. No, but they, they, today, they had sent everyone a package, uh-huh. a gift Ooh. that you had to open today earlier live on facebook live which i didn't even know facebook live existed i think i just read something about that minutes ago yeah yeah and i could not at all figure out like they had step by step but it was a lot of like wait i don't but i'm in the app but i can't find right ah, and my girlfriend did the thing of like hold on move just move and like looked and even she was confused by it so i just ended up making a video and posting it on my page and being like sorry guys hope that's good enough i gotta go what is the gift they gave you it's a it's a it's a like a dunce cap slash it's a it's um 
a uh, Valentine's Day themed dunce cap sort of thing. It's a why, real. It's a, why it's did a, I got to do that? Because the comedians are like, oh, yeah, dunces. we're crazy. Yeah, we're dunces. Or it's like, a, or Give maybe it to it's those more smart a, musicians. Or a top hat. Yeah. It's just like, why are we got to be fools? Well, I told them as soon as I I did the video and then emailed them like, sorry guys, I got to go do riffing with Todd Barry. Yeah. I got a, an appointment. <laughs> I can't push it back. But I don't know if they'll ever ask me back to Bonner because I think I was so I wasn't like rude or anything. I was just like clearly terrified well you didn't want to i mean i feel like i'm i i there, whenever i first start hearing about people going to bonnaroo comedians i was like wait are you just like performing on that big ass stage in front of a bunch of wet no muddy... no no you're not going on before right like a, yeah bob dylan or something which I, but i understand because i'm I, I i love live music and uh, i'm from new orleans i don't love music festivals no festivals are a little uh, i don't that's sort of a young depending like on very young it's a young person's like game like the idea of game. camping yeah. To watch bands all day? It's I don't like, know. I couldn't imagine that. I went to Lollapalooza 1993. That was my oh. first ever live concert. And it was like Tool, Raging Against the Machine, Primus, um, many other bands. And I that was my, and it was all outdoor all day in Louisiana. Yeah. And I remember like, even then, 13 years old, being like, this kind of fucking sucks. Like, this is like, yeah. I'm dizzy, I'm hot. I don't know why all these people, what are these people smoking? Why are these people smoking so much? My favorite thing to do at festivals is to check out bands that I would never consider ever seeing. Really? Yeah, because you go see like some kind of like, what was that band? There was some band AFI or something. They were sort of, I hate hate to define them as like a mall punk band because I'm sure. (laughs) Mall punk. That's just me being an old man. But I was like, oh, I'll never go see them. And then you watch it go, this is kind of cool watching these people. Yeah, I actually, that's actually a good, I, um, there's this club owner, Jeff Sewell. Do you know who he is? No. He books a club in Dallas. He's he's old. He's older. But he, he listens to like Jay-Z and yeah. and he, he he told me this once <laughs> that it was like the the moment you stop at least listening to newer music is the moment you truly start aging. I was like, that's actually Yeah. That makes a lot that of is, sense that is actually. Good. Yeah. That's a club owner too. Club man. owner too in Dallas of all of all places. <laughs> I'm not anti Dallas, I am anti club owner. Uh. <laughs> They're all nice. They're all cool. Do you well, even do clubs anymore? Or you just do venues, do right? Huge, huge venues. I do clubs. Um, I don't do. I I'm shying away from the three or four nights at a comedy club thing. That's. I think that's kind of the goal of every comedian. Yeah, is to grow a fan base to where you can be like, all right, I'm out of the greenhouse now. Yeah, you don't have to do six nights at the Cleveland Improv. Right. With an opener who opens every set by going, "Women, if you don't suck dick, kill yourself." Really? Yeah. Did that just happen? That just happened this past weekend. Did any women kill themselves in the audience? No, but everyone applauded. <laughs> like if if kill by kill themselves yourselves, he thought they all thought he meant applaud raucously every night. Every that time he did that, would be kind of funny if you heard like ten gunshots <laughs> yeah. after he said it. <laughs> See mists. <laughs> well, it seems extreme, but if the, if the MC at the Cleveland Improv is telling me to do this, I'm going to do it. So, so you, wait, the M- no, that was the opener. The MC. Oh shit, I can't remember his name right now. He's a really nice guy. He knew you. He was a big Todd Berry oh, really? advocate. He said he'd like work with you a few times. Shit, can't remember his name. Sorry. Was it Ramon? No, no, no. I know Ramon. This dude was from Columbus. That's the one. Ramon. Oh, Dylan. Dylan. No, not Dylan Shelton. I know that guy too. Different. I'm it, out of Ohio comics. That's right? about it, right? Ohio. So you just got off tour, though, right? Yeah, I've been pretty much this whole year on and off, just go, 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 which is good. Yeah. You know, I went such luxurious places as I just got back from. Ohio, uh-huh. and uh, I actually love Cincinnati, 
and I like Columbus, and I'd never really been to Cleveland before, and I, my opinion of it is it's got like a Detroit feel where both cities have this very like we're going to take back our city sort yeah, of feel. Yeah, yeah, Detroit definitely has that. Yeah, you kind of root for them. Yeah, you that's fe- a yeah, yeah. patronizing thing. But. No, it's not because both cities were con- sort of screwed over by a major industry. Yeah. So they both have this sort of like we will be a real place again, not just a place people make fun of. And I kind of like that about both places. However, in Cleveland, I was doing the improv, which I don't love, but the – the shows were good, and everybody I met in Cleveland, and the city was kind of fun and awesome, but the, the fucking improv. Ah, but uh, not that I hate all improvs. That's but Sean I hate, talking. Yeah. I'm not trashing the improvs. <laughs> this is Todd Berry not Todd trashing Barry, the improvs. Todd Berry doesn't trash the improvs. Um, there, are, there are about six or seven improvs in the country that are amazing comedy clubs, and the rest are just trying to sell fucking well, meals. I mean, the problem with... Uh, I'll just say chain comedy clubs, mm-hmm. a bunch of them, and not even in some that aren't chain. It's just that it's not like a passion project. No, it is not. It's like managing mm-hmm. a Rite Aid for some people. It, it's a gig. It's a job. Right. And they don't know about comedy. They don't mm. necessarily care about comedy. They don't. They don't. They To them, they, they ask you things like, is that funny? And you're like, is John Mulaney funny? Yeah, he is. You yeah. know, like they'll ask you questions like yeah, that, yeah. and you're like... You're a comedy club owner. You should. I should be asking you. And they also want, you know, there's such an emphasis on getting just bodies in there as opposed to people who want to see you. Which if there were no, if they pulled back on the emphasis, they'd probably be easier to get bodies actually in there. Well, I mean, it's a double-edged sword because those bodies, if they like you, then you get new fans out of it. But mm-hmm. I'm sure I've had this spiel a hundred thousand times, but you, you had like a name of your tours, like a Great Lakes tour or something? Yeah, we did. I, I toured actually with my girlfriend. Oh, she, that's your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. she's a she, musician. She's a musician. Yeah, and she like does she she opens for me when we do like venues, but it's not. She does like comedically tilted songs, but she's not a comedian. But she does write uh-huh. some funny shit. Um, and I just it's just a change. It's just a nice, refreshing like instead of just another you know male comedian. It's like oh look at this. This right. is you know, and it's it's fun. And she's really fucking great. And uh, so we did like a tour through the Carolinas in January and then September, I'm sorry, February, March, we did uh, like Humboldt County where marijuana is from in California. That's where they invented marijuana. That's where they invented the concept of marijuana. (laughs) Um, And then we did the Rocky Mountains, which was amazing, spending a week in the mountains doing these little mountain towns where you meet these people and you're like so what part of this mountain did you grow up on and most people are like chicago or oh really boston yeah it's a lot of like post it's a lot of x what did you play in the mountains greenwood uh springs greenwood springs california colorado we went we drove over we or we flew over into Not colorado the comedy works there no that's in denver there's one in greenwood is there really yeah, yeah i did not know that um and uh steamboat springs as well and i snowboarded i hadn't snowboarded in 13 years and I put that snowboard back on, and it was like like riding a snowboard. It became its own analogy. Like, it was like I'd never stopped. It really? was bizarre. I yeah. don't even know how you ride a snowboard. Do you lie on it? Do you stand on it? Stand on it. Really? You've seen snowboarders. I probably have. You could probably I'm, do I'm it. Trying to do, I'm doing my Mr. I don't know anything about sports thing, but I'm actually <laughs> in the top five <laughs> snowboarders in the country. Right <laughs> to, the, to the point where you're like, how do you walk? I, get, I don't, I'm not a sports fan. Is walking a sport? I get magazines, you know, snowboarding magazines. Mm. I do see people traveling with their snowboards, and it's just like, mm-hmm. it's just things like 35 feet long. Just, checking just, just, the, just rent the thing. Uh, just like, man, mm. find a, just go for. Just rent the thing. Have a snowball fight. 
Do you actually ever, have you ever been skiing, snowboarding, anything like that? No, I, I lived upstate in, in New Paltz for a few years when I was a little boy. I mean, that's also partially because, and I never even occurred to me that, and no one ever offered, I don't think, for me to go skiing. But I feel like the ship has sailed on all these things because I just, I would hate to be like at my age, which I'm not going to reveal, and be like, oh, I died in a skiing accident and I had never skied up till an hour ago. <laughs> I mean, his first ever attempt at skiing and then he died. It seems like a... It's kind of, I mean, this, this, this eulogy is pretty funny. It's kind of, <laughs> yeah. I if mean, you ever find out you have a terminal situation, Todd, oh, please just, just snowboard it. Sonny uh, Bono, that thing. Do you, do you fantasize about that? Like, not in a good, I don't mean... What, like dying? Fantasy's not, yeah, I don't even want to talk about death. I'll start freaking out. Yeah? Do you, do you have death fantasies? Uh, all the, oh, yeah, I have. Uh, don't you ever, like, fantasize about your death and how people would react Oh goodness! I mean, that's I'm sure everyone. I'm sure that's, that's a, yeah. number one go to having a bad day fantasy. Oh, you do that on a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, my, that's my good times fantasy. Yeah. Do you want? Is it like running out? Like finding a? You just imagine the tweets and the. Oh <laughs> yeah, I see. I see. The Facebook posts. The Facebook posts. How long and that you can't read them. Yeah. Yourself. The MySpace posts. People MySpace going back people, on MySpace. People, they're so sad. People tr figuring out how to re-log <laughs> into their MySpace page. Just so sad. Just wanna, for good coverage. <laughs> they want to LinkedIn. All the LinkedIn posts. So when you went on this tour and and, mm -hmm. and your girlfriend opened doing yeah. music, did that? How did that go over at like uh, comedy clubs where they're probably never going to see that? Well, I, usually or they I, never have seen. Usually that. at clubs, she would just do guest spots because. I don't. I tend to not like. I used to bring an opener with me, but then the clubs I like doing, I also notice they have like a local scene, uh -huh. and I don't want to rob those guys. Oh, really? girls. Yeah, I feel like it's just like if if one of them really wants to open for me, it's like you know, and they they're in this scene, and they're you know places like Madison or like Minneapolis. Yeah, like they got really good, and those are my two favorite clubs, right? Or Cincinnati, like they have good scenes there, and it's like I want I want to work with their locals. So when I bring Caitlin along, she will just do guest spots at clubs. Now, but the thing is, I mean, the great part about bringing your own opener is you know what you're in for. Yeah. And it's you know the how they're going to set it. I mean, because you, you yeah. can't trust. I mean, we've all done a comedy club where you're like, how could you possibly think that guy should be on the show before me? Yeah. Like, yeah. Many times. Have you seen what I do? And, yeah. And you're, I mean. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 I guess there's also an excitement in that. Because sometimes, if it's sometimes that you meet a person, you're like, man, you're really funny. Yeah. Like, thank that. Like, nice to know you now. But when it's bad, it's sometimes it's just fun of like, it, the fun of like, I don't know. I feel like I get maybe ma material out of watching them be terrible or, uh. or I, or I even shine, it even opens me up a little bit where I'm like, you know, I never realized how terrible some jokes could be. Until this person performed them live in front of my face. Oh, you shit on the guy? I don't do not. I, I tend I tend to never shit on someone on stage unless they say someone abs something absolutely fucking atrocious. But that's rare. Even by my standards, they got to yeah. push it pretty far. But I don't know. Sometimes it's fun to have a shitty opener, just because without shitting on them, then the audience is sort of like subdued or some or or even or if they're or if the opener shit and it, they destroy. And then you're like, God damn, what are they going to think of me? And then you make them laugh in a different way. Yeah. You know, I like, mean, I, there are people where like, I've been like, oh my God, I will not be able to follow this. Yeah. And then you go up and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, you learn. You learn that. Like I've learned. I actually learned that last night at the uh, at the cellar. Like it was a it was a f- mostly foreign audience, and there was some a couple of times like people they were being they were a very bizarre audience. But some of the things they were laughing at, I was like, oh, they're gonna hate me. I've had a few shows like that, and where then they like, swung back then, but they didn't. Yeah, where well, you can't figure out. Yeah, you're like, are you guys? Do you not like me? Do you, or they'll get every other punchline they'll laugh at. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't. I mean, it's 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 interesting. I well, I find like it's hard to nail down. I feel like people are trying to people try a lot of comedians try and think there's a formula to smart comedy equals smart people equals in, intelligentsia and let's all pat ourselves on the back. I find that like more often than not, sense of humor is not really connected so much to like I've met some dumb people who are into some really smart comedy. Really? And vice versa. I've met some like well educated masters degree wielding oh, yeah. people who like don't even get a joke. Don't yeah, love the dumb and when they do, it's like you re- really? You love that, huh? Yeah, I mean, if you think of, you know, I mean, the average little person, Nikki was your favorite movie, you know? <laughs> the average, I, I didn't see that movie. So, if you guys who made that movie are out there, <laughs> I'm so gutless. Do you not know that one? What is that? That's Adam Sandler's uh, movie about the devil's. I think even I'm, I'm I, Adam's. I think even Adam Sandler would say that was all right. We should have just skipped that one. <laughs> you know, like if he was going to the movies, yeah, or if he was flipping around Netflix. Um, what were we just talking about? Oh, uh, yeah, this there. I mean, what I you know what I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. if I'm sitting around with my smart comedy friends, it's the filthiest, stupidest thing that cracks me up. Oh, fake yeah. inter- take fake Twitter feuds, stuff oh, like that. Yeah. I love it. But even but even that, like sometimes, really, even the smartest people, like I, I'll give you a great example. Um, there was I can't I can I think it was the Reverend something or other, but it was basically Seth Morris and Brian Husky, uh-huh. who are two like UCB yeah, they're old funny school guys. guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, years ago, my my best friend from high school is an extremely intelligent dude, very well educated, bilingual, and I took him to a show that those guys were doing at UCB here in New York, where they were playing. Um, one was playing a Reverend, and the other was playing a pop star. Uh-huh. Right. But he, upon reading, he's like, wait, the Reverend, wait, I don't want to, I don't want to go to like a religious thing, man. Oh, he like, didn't even understand. And it was like, we're going to a comedy theater. Like, do you really think right, it's, that this is re- church services? Like, really? And he, and it took him a minute to like, oh, okay. And I was like, you, you got a, you got a 1600 on your SAT. <laughs> I remember your SAT scores, right. you yeah. know, like yeah. you scored a perfect score. You finished an hour early. Also. Right, right. Um, you speak three languages, and it took you a minute to like digest. Yeah, different people are wired. Yeah, it, it is sort of. Fr- you'd like to think all smart people would be smart enough to know. Uh-huh. Well, maybe it's a character thing since it's a theater. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe, mean, it's, it's, maybe it says theater on the sign, so I don't think everyone is. Uh, everything's literal here. I mean, do you remember the show? Well, you remember the show. You were on it, Wonder Shows, and yeah. You know, turn, the the person who turned me on to that was this dude who I used to work with, who was a dishwasher at this uh, catering company, who was like 38, had six kids. He had dropped out of school in the ninth grade, and just on a day-to-day basis, his name was Mark, he would do another, the dumbest thing you've ever seen uh-huh. a human being do. Uh-huh. Like, and But he brought up Wonder Shows to me and was like, it's my favorite show, man. It's my favorite show. And I started watching it because of him. Uh-huh. And I was like, how the fuck? 
does Mark like this? How does he even understand that this is fake? Because that show was so hyper. Right. Hi, and which was well, brilliant, brilliant episode, brilliant show. Especially the, the hee-haw uh, spinoff. Horse apples. Horse apples, yeah. yeah. But That was the one I was on. That was the one. Todd, you could see Todd Berry wearing a barrel, I yeah, believe. That, that was fun. Yeah. It was, so, it was just not the typical, not what I'm usually asked to do. What? To be like oh, just a wise ass. Just be yourself and we'll roll the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you a couple lines, but you know, just be yourself. That is probably what it's usually like, right? Have you done a lot of acting? I have done a tad bit. I'm trying to do more. It's difficult because a lot of the roles they send me out for, they, most casting directors can't see past the the, the like loud, crazy uh-huh. fraternity boy. See, I the, get the opposite. I get the, the, the quiet wise ass. Like, well, what? I could scream too if you... Like, yeah. That would actually be different. It'd be yeah. interesting to see you scream in a movie. You, uh, you pay me, I will scream. We should do. We should write a script where you're, you're the like the guy. crazy loud ass, yeah. yeah, and I'm like the chill. Listen, listen, listen. Oh, that's real cute. Where'd you get that, Hallmark? So you and Matt McCarthy get the same. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, but Matt actually books the roles. Yeah, I mean, I auditioned earlier this year to play Belushi in ah, the, in that Netflix series. Say yeah, yeah, and just yeah, I, could, I don't know who got it because I didn't. I mean, it's been earlier just waiting a while to, to, to call for callbacks. Yeah. But like, but I like that's something I've gotten my entire life, starting when I was like twelve. You know, like my dad's friends or like my uncles, like Jesus, look at this little Belushi, and I was like, who is? I was twelve. It never even occurred to me until you said yeah. that, and now yeah. that's all I can think about. That's all you can say. I will bring it up every time I see you. Yeah. What's up, JB? I mean, there was one time I'm doing. Early on, I was doing comedy in, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh-huh. It was a good show, but there was one person in the audience who, after every joke or after every, he would just yell, Belushi! And at first, it was, ah, yeah, funny. Yeah. And then it got annoying to not just me, but to the audience. And then finally, I acknowledged him and said, sir, would you like to see me do a Belushi impersonation? And he went nuts, and the audience was on board, but he was, ah! And I said, which one, John or Jim? And he was like, John, Jim's dead to me! And everyone sort of laughed at that. And then I was so angry at this dude. I was like, all right, man, here we go. Here's my impersonation of John Belushi. I then impersonated someone, someone ODing and dying of a heroin overdose alone in a hotel room. That's what my impersonation was, basically. <laughs> Just me pretending to shoot up and then cough and then grab my heart and then fall down. And the entire audience was like, oh. But that one guy was like, yeah, like loved it. And then afterwards, at a completely different bar in a completely different part of that city, he would just happen to turn up and was like, let me tell you something. You know how that was funny? Because it had balls like Belushi did. Oh, my God. And the guy just and he bought me drinks all night and he invited me to do blow like it, like the most stereotypical comedy he fan, to, older he guy wanted to go out like John Belushi. He wanted me that night to die, but I I turned. I mean, I didn't do the blow. Did you ever hear about Andy Kindler's Jim Belushi joke? No. I think he did this in Chicago. Or was, and it, it was, oh, I can't wait. Like, <laughs> this is Andy Kindler's joke. It's yeah. like Jim Belushi, who died and gave him a career. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, oh, oh that's pretty oh, brutal, right? Oh, in Chicago. Yeah, I think oh. he did. That's what I heard. That part. I can't confirm, but I believe he did that in Chicago. God, that's funny. Which I'm guessing funny. that is where he did it. Which I'm hoping that is where he did it. So you uh, you did this tour. You got yeah. 
and you're gonna do did you like sort of packaging it as a tour it kind of just fell together last feels, feels more rock stars that way doesn't it yeah it does it does feel i like doing that i like that kind of era we're in of string together because i feel like that's we're kind of in the midst of the second comedy boom and it's like i think the festivals are starting to i mean i think the festivals have reached you know uh fever pitch at this point i don't see their I don't think there should be that many more comedy festivals, to be honest. I can't tell which you know? ones are uh, are the uh, are like legit and which ones are just like ways of charging people to. Yeah, it's it's submit, hard to tell. But why well, I, I personally say if it's a if it if there's a submission fee involved, you should be wary of it. Yeah. Um, and if it's it's a, to be completely honest, if it's submission based, I don't know. I have an issue with that because I feel like if you're going to launch a comedy festival, you should have people on the ground knowing who to book. You know, right. and like I know Bridgetown, I like Bridgetown. I oh. think they became a submission fest, and they kind of do it right, and everybody. But then I hear complaints about Bridgetown all the time. But then I've done it numerous times, and it's always been awesome. Yeah. So it's a strange thing, but I've never submitted it because they, they do book people. Right. You it's know? definitely less. Uh, right. It's definitely more awesome if someone just goes. Do you sure. Want to? Yeah. But I think it's some of them. They do have like industry people who will watch you but i just i don't i don't necessarily like like a carrot being dangled in front of no. a new comic like no here's give us that 25 bucks and well i mean have you have you done um i think you have but if you haven't you should and no you have um denver high plains i did it once yeah yeah that festival has become really awesome did I do the festival or I did a show there sponsored by those guys? I don't know. Could be that, but that festival's become yeah, great. There's a big scene there in Denver now. Big scene in Denver. Legal marijuana doesn't uh, hurt. It only hurts the shows and the people you talk to. <laughs> <laughs> and the conversations that you have with people there. Because the, that's all they want to talk about. I do, I, I, I do say the, there was... Uh, the first year of the festival was, I think, right after they went you know, legal. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I won't say who, but his name rhymes with Reggie Watts. Oh, my um, God. I saw him. <laughs> totally know who you're talking about. I think him, uh, I saw him, uh, he was headlining. I think anyone who was at that festival could, can recall. It was, he was the big headliner. And there was a, he had this, like, big show at this 800-seater. Uh -huh. It was totally, it was amazing. The Gothic Theater, I believe is what it's called. And Reggie, who, again, the comedian's name just rhymes with Reggie. Um he, you know, he can handle his THC, uh -huh. but he, he ate a little, maybe one too many squares of chocolate just because it was everywhere and legal, and he got on stage, and he, for a moment, you could tell, forgot how to work his device. Yeah. And all of this, Green I'm saying- Right, and all of the, and his, the, the real performer, he just has a device that rhymes with Reggie Watts' device. But it was fucking hilarious watching him for a minute, like, untangle himself from this yeah. fucking THC web he was in. It's like, oh, yeah, this machine that I perform on. And then he finally I, – actually, I don't think he ever used – I think he just did a half an hour high out of his mind and confused. And then eventually was like, yeah, that's fine. And it was pretty goddamn hilarious Yeah, watching someone sort of – talented guy. Yeah, this guy who rhymes with whoever Watts. you're talking. Yeah, about. whomever I'm, I'm speaking of. What do you um? So do you, what do you, what do you do on the road? Do you uh, do you walk around? Do you hang out? Do you stay in your hotel all day? No, no, I try and I explore. I definitely do. I do that still here. I I live here. I mean, I'm back living here. Where do you live? Park Slope. Okay. Yeah. Um, I still do that here. I mean, I I love like I need to take 
at least two hours walking a day in my neighborhood. Here, because because I knew I was coming here after this, I'm going to go walk around. I don't know this. Na- I don't know Manhattan very well. Really? No. What are you looking for? I'll give you some. T- I'll give you pointers right now. Yeah, yeah. I want. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I don't even. How about this? Real, authentic New York feeling neighborhood in Manhattan. Uh you know, you could walk around Lower East Side, but I mean, it is cha- New York is changing uh, rapidly. I mean, like the people, like the people, my friend, I do a joke about this, but it's true. I helped my friend move into an apartment earlier this year in Fort Greene, Brooklyn. Uh-huh. So it's a standard one bedroom apartment. Nothing special about it. Not even that big. Nice, but not even that big. Uh, 3000 a month is what he pays for. Yeah. Rent. That is insane. And he lives on the third floor. There's no elevator. What there's kind no of dorm. apartment is it? It's just one bedroom apartment. They're like nothing yeah. special. I, yeah. I get, I get this in this conversation. Too much? No, no, I'm not. Yeah. I wasn't complaining about it. It's just I get it gets me worked up because because uh, for you know because I always go on the road and I always look up what it costs to live in the city and you're like oh my god if I you know if I wanted to live in Buffalo my <laughs> lord you know what city's cheap Chicago or cheaper I don't want to say surprisingly it. cheap yeah I, think. I don't want Chicago people show you you fucking guys in your New York telling us we're cheap I don't want I'm sorry if I just I'm 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 picking up the theme of this podcast Todd is to. Not offend anyone. <laughs> so Chicago people, I love your city. I just think your rent is cheaper than New York. I, I'm saying it. I would think that that would be something that would be take as a compliment. I don't know, man. I've, it's better I, than being overpriced. I love Chicago, yes, but no I've way. met Chicago people who have a massive fuck you New York chip on their really? shoulder. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember talking to someone. And they're two in different Chicago, cities. And they were like, uh, uh, you know, you a little feud with between you and Chicago, I've never met anyone who doesn't like Chicago in New York. Yeah, exactly. I've never, no one sits around talking about Chicago, like, yeah. any sort of like, <laughs> look, at least we're not in Chicago. Like, people, you hear, if I say I'm going to Chicago, they go, oh, that's cool. You know, so what, it's all in your head, whatever. You don't walk about. past a pizza place in New York and you're like, at least this ain't Chicago style, huh? Well, that I might, because <laughs> I'm not a thick crust guy. So you you have met people in in Chicago who have a yeah I guess then but 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 by that rationale I bet there's Chicago people who've met who've met New Yorkers who are like this ain't a city but yeah and I feel like that's another thing that could, you got hot dogs you got pizza now you got rent prices Chicago yeah and uh, I feel like yours are more affordable do you see yourself living in New York forever I would love to live be able to want my friends just bought an apartment by the way. In the Clinton Hill neighborhood uh-huh. of, excuse me, of Brooklyn, uh, two bedroom, two bathroom apartment, uh, nine hundred ninety thousand dollars. That's outlandish. Oh, I I was looking at like the West Village, and that's like a studio apartment. Oh, really? Yeah, nine hundred. Yeah, easily you can spend a million dollars on a studio apartment or eight hundred thousand. Bananas. To I me. mean, you can also get one for four hundred thousand, but then you're like, yeah, yeah, but then you're where? Like, where? Chelsea? Sixth floor walk up. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. You, and it costs you $400,000. Six floor walk up in the now. financial district. So where did you say you want to move now? I would, I would love to one day be able to like, ha- I, see, I don't want like a house. I would love to one day have an apartment here and an apartment back home in New Orleans back, and, and sp- not split my time because I, I love my home city. But I, I go there for family and just for sort of like, yeah. I know how this, it's weird to say this, but like recuperating. Because all you do in New Orleans is party and drink garbage food and stay out all night. But it's it's sort of, 
you know, and getting off the road and just hanging out with my brother and and my sisters and just kind of, ah, you know, becoming Sean again and then going back out on the road. But I love, I would spend like, you know, a third of the year there. And I liked, I, I love New York. It's it's great here. You lived in L.A. for a while, though, didn't you? I did. Um, and I still, you know. You moved back when? September. And how long were you out there? Since 2011. But it wasn't like I was on the road. I still am. But like, you know, I like, I don't dislike L.A. I'm not one of those people anymore. I used to hate it. Yeah. I used to get real like, ah, but like, but now I also meet L.A. people. I think I've met more L.A. people. They always put it on New Yorkers as like the people, the one who has the, I, I've met more L.A. people with the like, oh, great. You're, let me guess. They don't do that in New York. I'm like, I didn't even say that. Yeah. But now that you say it, no, we don't. We don't not make eye contact. <laughs> That's not true. We don't make eye contact here. I don't. I don't disagree with. I think New Yorkers are as I, friendly as anyone. I, I there are friendly. I mean, you can see some rough stuff. Here, sure. sure. Yeah. But as far as like asking someone for directions, yeah. like that, I I feel like in in I, the but I but I don't know. L A is fine. I just don't. I don't love it. I don't love the like how sprawled out it I is. I get lonely there, man. It is a lonely place. You don't just run into people. You don't just see people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Not Even though t- the advent of Twitter and f- – I'm not Twitter. What's the thing I was about to say? Car Twitter, but that's not what it's called. Car Uber. T- Uber. <laughs> Car Twitter. I love it. Um, that's hilarious. But anyway, the the you know what I'm saying. It's I prefer – I don't hate it out there. It's, it's fine. Everyone's got medical marijuana and sunshine. But I hate this. I hate that much sunshine. See, I, I, I got to say – you like that much sunshine, Florida? Well, you know that feeling of when it's shitty here, and then you're on a plane to L.A. and you're like, "Oh my!" You get off the plane, you're like, "That's like a magic trick." Yeah, I wow. Flying, which is like I taking all my coats off, and you're like, "T-shirt." Yeah, but, I, I guess the novelty of that is cool, I but then like it wears socializing off. is weird in L.A. because I feel like I go there. Sometimes I go there, and I'm like, "I know too many people. I'm overwhelmed," mm-hmm. and then I'm like. I spent half the time alone when I was in L.A. Like, I ate, like, why am I eating? Because you send out a text. Hey, you want to have lunch? And then you're like, how do I, mm. what do I wait an hour? Yeah. I guess you can yes. just start calling people again. Yeah. <laughs> I or just showing. You remember when you just, no one had a, I barely remember this, but when no one had cell phones, when it was like pagers. Yeah. And you just had to like, hey, we'll just go by. Let's just go swing by Todd's place and knock yeah. on his door. Well, that, that I'm glad no one. I don't want. You don't want that. You don't, I don't want people <laughs> knocking on my door. But uh, I don't but know. I did the other day. I was walking around in uh, Charleston, South was, Carolina. I wanted to blow off steam about some shitty thing that someone wrote on the internet. I don't even remember. Oh, I do remember. But was it about you or just about? About it was just like a complete misunderstanding of something I posted. Uh, of course. But uh, of course. But anyway, and I was like, oh, I'm fucking I'm gonna blow off steam, and I actually I called Brendan Walsh. I know, Brendan. I was like, I'm going to call someone. I mean, and that's great. And you must have been mad if you called your arch nemesis. I know, my number right? one enemy. Right. But uh, but it feels like, it's like you forget you can do that. It's yeah. Like, it's like it's still an option. Yeah. It's still like send him a text, type it all out. This guy really, you're like fucking standing in the middle of Charleston. Well, you know what typing is? Typing about a Facebook post. Question, did you text him first? I think I dove right into the phone. Wow. Room. See, I still love that. I love that adventure of still like someone's calling without warning. See, I, I get nervous. I mean, now that I feel like if I called someone now, I would be nervous that they that they would not answer. Right, or just um, what about if they or don't? Or just answer? the fact that they're why are you calling me? You know, ah, uh, maybe they get nervous that you're calling. Like that's uh, what I mean. Yeah, Todd must be wanting to run a 
an entire bit by me right now. Todd wants to do his new hour for me over the phone. Shit. I'm at the dentist's office. That's not convenient right now. I gotta go to voicemail. Sorry, Todd. Did you do an hour special? Trying to. Trying, trying, trying. You did a half hour, though. I did a half hour. And Comedy Central earlier this year passed on my hour and then unpassed and said, submit something. So I don't don't know. How do they... I'm I don't confused. Know. How do they un? How did they pass on something when you hadn't even submitted, or just the general no, idea I, of? I had I had submitted something and they passed on it, which I understand. Maybe I'm a, maybe I'm not their style. But then, I I was recording another hour in L.A. at the Meltdown just to have to uh-huh. submit to other places, and Comedy Central sent someone to see it, uh-huh. and then they were like, "Yeah, you should submit something." And I was like, "Well, I did." Uh, that's somebody but, calling me. Is that Comedy Central calling? That's Comedy Central calling. We're going to pass on this one, too. Yeah, so we hear what you're talking about. <laughs> we have a live feed Don't, from God's podcast. Save you the trouble of converting it into an MP. I, I, I would love to do an hour special, and I'm hoping it happens this year. We'll see. It's in I, the works, though? It's already like... It's, you, should do, you should do it in New Orleans. Man. That's what I want. That's where they're doing the half, the half that's hours. That's where they're doing the half hours now. I don't yeah. know if I'm supposed to reveal that. I know. I, I, I was wondering, as you said that, I was like, oh, we must have had the same conversation with the same Comedy Central person. But, uh, Sure Which is great. I don't, I, you know, as far as I know, that's not a secret. And no. it's also who, no yeah. one's going to really be like, anyway. Well, well no one's going to, it's not like the city of New Orleans, someone in New Orleans is going to be like, wait a second, yeah. without asking me, Tom yeah. Benson? You started in New Orleans? Started. Because New Orleans, from what I always remember, always had a reputation of being like, they can't get a comedy club off the ground here. Yeah. People just like walking around too much. Well, the reason they couldn't, they never could over the years. I mean, this was way before I started, but it's because they always tried to open a club in the fucking French Quarter, which is like, yeah, no one's going, no one, no, no one, one you want to show up is a, yes, you don't want those people at your club. Right. They're all hammered and killing time before they feel it's late enough to go to a strip club, maybe. Or yeah. they got thrown out of a strip club because they're yeah. too hammered, so they're going to go to a comedy club instead. Or they're just hammered and foreign. But, I mean, the French Quarter is great, but that's what's happening in that, that part of town. And then they tried opening one in the the, the, the uh, convention center area. Same fucking thing. You got no one's going to a comedy club by their hotel when they can half a mile away is all the debauchery you can dream of. Yeah. So no one's opened a club that has tried to cater to locals yet really there's a there's a place there called the new movement it's yeah, like a comedy yeah yeah it's like a comedy theater but they, i think they're they they lean more towards sketch and improv so the stand-up scene there is very i hate to use the word punk or undergrounds diy diy that's what that that's that's the, that's what you were looking for there diy diy yeah but it's you've done shows there yeah i've done some really good you have done shows. yeah, show, yeah. yeah. like i would say almost Every, and I did a show in Baton Rouge once. That was really good. I actually have talked. I actually talked to people um, after you'd been there, and they were like, "Do you know Todd?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I know Todd." No, like, he was just here, and I was like, "How was it?" And they were like, "He's kind of a fucking crazy maniac." No one said that. I'm kidding. Okay, there were. They that. said they said you were a very uh, funny. Like he he was funny, and he ha- he hung out. Apparently, a lot of people don't want to hang out with the people who put on shows in New Orleans. Oh. Really? It's like why? But they they're gonna take you to something fun. Yeah, that's a, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna yeah. Run out? <laughs> yeah. I'll just go figure it out on my own. Have the back exit open as soon as I say thank you, good night. <laughs> Car started. <laughs> Bring uh, me back to the hotel. I want to go to bed. I want to go to bed in New Orleans. Yeah, which is at, why I came here at ten o'clock at night. Yeah. No, they were they were saying how you I forgot what exactly it was all it was all positive, right? Yeah, it was all it was oh. all very like Todd Berry was in okay. for the long haul. Okay. 
Yeah. Know see, that. that. See, that sounds like I'm a partier and I'm not. But I hung out. I do hang you, out. You are a hanger-outer, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen you in, like, other cities. I, I, I've, I've seen you in Montreal at, like, when I'm like, it's 3 in the morning. Oh, Todd's still here. Yeah. You know? Fucking syringe dangling from my yeah. forearm, wherever you shoot up. I Another one ready to go in case that one didn't do the trick. So where would you want to do your special? Would you want to do it in New Orleans? I would want to do it in New Orleans, but I don't plan on only doing one in my career. So if it can't be this one, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm, I'm open to doing it wherever someone... This sounds like a desperation thing. It really isn't. But like, no. I get that like certain people who produce specials who have the money, sometimes they have their, hey, we want to shoot us one in Austin or one in uh -huh. Chicago or whatever. I'm completely open to doing it in another city anywhere except, uh, let's see, where would I, where would I not want to do this special? Really? That's so, a, I can't, Grand Rapids. I'm going to be going there in a few weeks. Yeah, I know. I, saw, I was just there two weeks ago. How was your trip? There? It was fine. It was, it, the clubs, it, I mean, it's called Dr. Grins for Christ's sake. Yeah, it's still, yeah. it, but it, but they're making a, when you go look for the, the, I'm pick. not playing Dr. Grins. You're not? No. You're not? No, I'm not. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Todd I'm Berry said called, no. I'm playing a place called the Pyramid Scheme. Is that Did a you club? ever do the festival there? No, I didn't. No. I just I've only done the club. It was a good club. I've done Doctor Grins before. The guy, the new kid they got running it is really cool, and he's got the right idea. And I think it's going to be a better club than it. It was. It was good. It was definitely better this time than I remember it being years back. And it's. I think it's because of this new kid they got running it. Seth is his name. But uh, the what? Grand Rapids would be fun. Nah, I don't know. I mean, you'll have fun there. You got fans. Yeah, I'm not also not filming a special there. Yeah, exactly. Crowd work, crowd work stuff. You're doing? No, this is a back to material. Back to writing jokes, man. I can't, you know. I'm doing some crowd work shows shows in London now. When are you going to London? In June. Oh, I'm going in May. What are you doing there? Doing like a short run at the Soho Theater. Are you? That's good. That's yeah. going to be. Yeah, but I'm only cool I'm only doing like four shows, which is a short. I'm doing run. five. Five? Yeah. I'm all, I'm almost at five. Yeah, it does it does make me feel better. I'm a superstar, and I'm only doing one more show than you do. I met Ron Wood at, at the Soho Theater. Ron Wood from the Rolling Stones. The the yeah yeah that's pretty that's I okay. I mean, just it was a random encounter. That um my friends uh my friends an editor and he's working for Sean Penn right now. Uh huh. On Sean Penn's new movie. Yeah. Uh, editing it and uh, they do it from Sean Penn's house. Oh my god! And he has not sent me any pictures because he's too scared to take a picture. But he's it's an un. It's a never-ending string of text messages just describing, like, just in Sean Penn's kitchen right now, smoking cigarettes and drinking gin. And he's slept over there a few times because he's, like, they're editing into the night, and then Sean Penn wants to have drinks and cigarettes, and then it's, like, 2 in the morning. And he's also, like, just I'm stay. Sure, uh, I'm sure there's some comfortable guest accommodations at yeah. Sean Penn's house. And he's also, he met, um, I can't think of the guy's name now, but it's someone from Pink Floyd. David Gilmore? No, give me another Roger one. Roger Waters? Yes, that guy. He met uh, Roger Waters from Pink Floyd. Yeah. At Sean Penn's Yeah, he said, just stopped by to, stopped by for a hang. He's an editor, this guy? Yeah, editor. See? See what you get to do in this film? <laughs> yeah, on that side? What, uh, so your big, do you have any, like, big goals? I know that's a shit question. No, it's not. That's a question that uh, people, people fear that question because it puts a lot of pressure on the person answering it to actually Whoa. have an answer. Oh, I see what you're saying. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, of course, I want to, uh, I mean, I, I would like to be uh, a comedian. 
forever. Ooh, bad news. <laughs> I got some uh, bad news for you. I look, I look at a guy like you, and I think that's that's Todd Berry's doing it. Like I'd like to do it. Okay. No, and that's not. I'm not just saying that because I'm on your podcast, and it was a requirement. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> well, it is. It was in the email I said. Yeah. But um, I I I want to basically. I I think of I think of comedy as like a existence or a it's a very positive thing if used right and there's everyone who's ever done it who's been good at it has added to it and changed it and made it better in some way and that's really what I want I want when it's all said and done for me that my body of work like made comedy a better thing made it funnier made it go further you know just I, I want to add to the, the you want to be one of the good ones I want to be one of the good ones and I also uh, don't want to host any more TV shows I want to just Perform stand up. What, host, I, what have you hosted? I hosted two seasons of a TV show, Best Did Bars really? in America. Yeah. Oh, Best Bars. Okay. Yeah. I never saw that. It was. It was good. It was a good experience. Uh, it, but I just, you know, had to, you know, booze had to walk away from it. Um, and Jay Larson's an exceptional human being, and getting to work with him for two seasons. Was I like great. Jay Larson. Yeah, he's awesome. I just saw him in. Great dude. Uh, where was I? Oh, South by Southwest. Yeah. He and I was there too. Okay. Saw you, saw you there momentarily. I don't remember seeing you, but <laughs> Jay Larson. I but that Jay Larson, he leaves an impression. <laughs> he was a good time. But I guess that's my goal is to start on that track, like, and and then do that. And to do that, I feel like I've got to get an hour special. I feel like that's what propels you into like, all right, now, now the world's watching. You know, you've got a couple. I wonder how, how many do you have? Three. I have two half hours. On Comedy Central, one hour, and then my crowd work special. When's the next one you're trying to do? I don't know. I got to sort of analyze. I just don't want it. I don't want it to be. You don't want to burn out. You don't want to. I just don't want it to be like, I'm close enough. Oh, I see. You want to be like, you'd rather be like, all right, I should have done this months ago because that's how ready it is. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Or I'd rather that than close enough. Because, I mean, yeah, yeah, there's always that feeling of, like, I've put out albums before. You're like, ooh, uh, I guess we can get this on tape. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure it should be uh, recorded, but. <laughs> Maybe we should have uh, asked yeah, around. I want it to be good, but I wonder if those. Uh, My sister, big fan of the Todd Berry crowd work tour. Oh, really? Loves it. Have you watched it? I haven't watched it yet. Are you Sorry. serious? I haven't sat That's down. Serious. I know that was also part of a requirement, but I had to do this Seriously, Bonner yeah, you thing. Should watch. I will. Why? Because you're super proud of it? I, I never say I'm proud of anything I do because I always feel like that sounds weird. My sister is a, my sister's a big comedy fan. But I'm proud that your sister likes it. Loves it. Yeah. My sister's a big Todd Berry fan. Really? Across the board. Want, wanted me to ask you questions about The Wrestler. And I'm like, I'm not asking questions about The Goddamn. I'll let you ask one question about The Wrestler. All right. All right. Do you have one? I do have one. Um, was, did you actually have a script or were you just, were they just like Todd be the night manager and just, Oh no, that was definitely a script. There was a couple of lines where I, I changed them. Okay. It seemed very like you seemed very you and like it was, it seemed like that. I I don't know. I don't even think Darren Aronofsky has a reputation for being that sort of direct. Just run with it. No, he does. I mean, I will say that there was a scene you know the when he uh, cuts himself and he freaks out in the in the deli. Oh, in, in the deli, yeah. And I and I said, "Can I improvise?" And he's like, "Don't censor yourself." I was like, "Oh, uh-huh. okay, that's okay. the way to do it." Yeah, that was a that's a, that's a good scene. But there was some uh, moments where I was like, "That's definitely a Todd Barry line." There's no way that was just written. One line that I did write was uh, 
during the name tag scene where he goes, do I have to wear this? And I said, no, you're special. <laughs> that was a Todd Berry. I should have got a writing credit. And you should have got, yeah, yeah. I should have won a Writer's Guild Award <laughs> for <laughs> those two words yeah. that I came up with. What do you have to, what were we going to say? Uh, uh, sometimes people, two words, sometimes that's, you know what I mean? Two good words. Two good, you two words. Car Twitter. Would you rather have, that down. thank you. Would you rather have two great words or 200 okay words? Yeah. You know, there you go. What do you got to plug as we wrap things up? SeanOliver.com. I like that. No, SeanOliverPatton.com. SeanOliverPatton. Full Sean name. SeanOliverPatton. Yeah. I yeah. I wrote the first two. Sean Oliver. That's a good way to handle the, it. I'm assuming there was a Sean Patton. There's a, well, here's the thing. My, my, there was, there's an I am Sean Patton. Here, actually, if you go to I am Sean Patton, that's not me. That's some other fucking dipshit. I don't know where he is and he won't respond to any of my emails of it's like he's a comedian talking about doing comedy but i don't think he actually does comedy whoever he is oh i wouldn't what about seanpatton.com that was taken by a film there's a film critic out there named sean Patton. so sean oliver disrespectful for him. son of a bitch to be born with the same name i know what an asshole um so it's my full name sean oliver no, Patton. how can we handle that because some people you know there's like you gotta know do i do comedian sean Patton? do i i feel like sean yeah Patton funny i feel like that's too too jokey too, yeah, just too too homogenized. You know what I mean? Um, SeanPatton.com. When, wait, when if 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 they, when 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 are you when are you gonna drop? When are you gonna drop? This, this? might drop today. Either, this might drop within the next two weeks, probably. Oh, okay. Well, if if you happen to, I'll plug two things. If you were in Vancouver on August twenty first through the twenty fourth, I'll be at the Comedy Mix. Um, but if not, then uh, look for me in London, uh, May twenty sixth through twenty eighth at the Soho Theater. Yeah. Wow. Did you um That's pretty that's coming up. That's coming up. Do you have anything even more or more sooner? More soon more soon. No, no, I'm I'm just I'm just here in New York okay. City at the stand and wherever else uh, hopefully at the cellar some more and What's the Twitter app? Twitter is uh <laughs> uh Mr. Sean Patton. Why is that so funny? Cuz as, as I said Twitter and I thought car Twitter. Oh, you now you're thinking about your <laughs> own joke. Normal Twitter. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here, man. I appreciate you having me up. <laughs> I'm saying up just because that's we've not been a, standing the whole time. We've been standing the whole time. I don't own chairs, and that's you know it keeps the blood flowing, keeps it's like the conversation desks going. You see advertised in the flight magazine. Have you ever worked on one of those? I forgot to ask you about frequent flyer miles. How? Ah, it's too late. Uh, Delta. What do you got? What's your status? I'm I'm only silver because for years I just did orbits because I'm stupid. I think you still get the miles. You don't. You sure? You do not get the miles. You get orbits miles, which means like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, but you don't get, uh, so yeah, I'm Delta you, all the you way. You orbits, then you go to Delta site directly. You can go use orbits to find the price. And then go, yeah, I wasn't doing that. I wasn't no. doing that either. So, so I messed, what are you, where are you at? Well. Diamond? No, I'm, I'm gold with United, and I think that's it. Oh, you had, you, you were thinking multiple airlines? No, no. for me, for yeah. you? No, I didn't know what I didn't know what you had. Because some people are like, I, but have you? No, but I, I tried to consolidate it. You know, um, I think Kinane, Kyle Kinane, I think is platinum. I think. Am I one of the people who got him into that? Because there's several people who didn't even do this shit until I shoved it down their face. I probably I, I, <laughs> like <laughs> Natasha Legero. She was she wasn't doing it, and then I said, "You got to do this." And then like eight months later, she sent me a picture of her, yeah, uh, gold American card or something. I well, when I get gold, Todd. I'll I'll give you the credit, but you know it's weird. Like I got gold last year. I flew to Israel, Hawaii, and Japan, and all I got was gold. 
Uh, that's not including all the U.S. trips I took. Did you do? Are you Jewish? Yeah. Do you want back to just check it out? I did a show there. I don't know. I violated the cultural boycott and did a show there. That's all right. You know, they needed it probably, right? They were very nice people. I How mean, was they, Japan? Japan was just vacation. That was great. Yeah? Yeah. Would you go? Would you recommend? Oh, I would highly recommend going yeah. to Tokyo. I mean, I've, it's the only place I went was Tokyo, but it's it's amazing. It's amazing. I was supposed to go to S- South Korea last year, and I was too sick to get on the flight. Oh, really? Yeah, it was bad. That's, I was, was going to go do shoot. Yeah, for gigs, but also just for a mini vacation. What kind of sickness were you? Um, it was a. I flew from L.A. to Seattle, had a four-hour layover in Seattle, and during that four-hour layover, I went from just feeling sort of nauseous to like, you know, being a f- fucking bile pinata, basically. And sweats and fever and man, you were smart to not get on that. Phone. Well, yeah, I I was like, did you go to the doctor? I went to the doctor when I got back to L.A. the next morning. I spent the night in the Seattle airport because I went to. I called the booker of the shows who lives in New, here in New York, and I was yeah. like, I can't get on an eleven-hour flight. And he's like, Don't. This was right after that whole Mars thing um, they were having, and um, maybe it wasn't called Mars. That respiratory sickness they were having. They had a respiratory sickness outbreak in Korea. Not, like two not months. SARS. Ago. Not SARS. Maybe it was SARS. No, it wasn't SARS. It was another R's. Yeah. Either way, um, the booker was like, they just had this thing. They're going to make you go through a body scanner. If your temperature's too high, you will be quarantined. So we'll rebook it. Don't worry. And also, I just threw up five times. I don't want to get on a plane. Also, yeah, I, I'm dizzy. <laughs> so regardless of what's going on on at the what? end, it's yeah. what's going on in the flight. That I'm exactly. Well, here's an interesting thing. Right. Last year, last May, I went to Cuba. Me and 10 of my friends went to Cuba for one of my friend's bachelor party. Yeah. Batch, and um, we flew in from, we, went, we all went through Toronto, right? And we were flying into Varadaro, which is like a resort town. We spent one night there and then five nights in Wait, Havana. where were we going? I blanked for Cuba. Some. Cuba. Cuba, yeah. So Just for the visit? A bachelor party. A bachelor party in Cuba? Yeah. yeah, and he didn't know. That was the best part. The bachelor had no clue. He thought we were going to Toronto. He seriously thought we were just going to go uh-huh. hang out in Toronto for five days. He Toronto's was like, a worthy city. Yeah, he was like, sure, fine. And then we were like, psych, get on this second flight to Cuba. And as we're flying in, the pilot gets on. He's like, folks, the Cuban government, and it's a Canadian airline. Folks, the Cuban government, they're, uh, they're demanding that we land. I forgot the name of the town, but he's like, it's about 100 miles east of our destination. Uh and this is pretty routine, we're assuming, so no big deal. We're going to land, uh, you know, seatbelts on, we're making our descent now. So we land, and then the pilot, and it's just this tiny, like, one building, one runway, uh-huh. no other planes. Yeah. And we're like, this is bizarre. And then the pilot gets on, he's like, folks, uh, you're going to have to get off the plane now, take your luggage, and there's no jetway. Yeah. So we just get off the flight, like, uh-huh. you know. The stairs, whatever. And we get off and everybody's got our luggage and there's this Cuban officials and these cops. And they're like, you know, this way. And they, we all walk into this building down this hallway that makes a U. And then there's another hallway and then leads you right back to where you just were. We did that. And then we're all just standing there in the parking lot or in this on the runway basically yeah. for a few minutes. And then this Cuban official comes out with a megaphone. It's like, all right, everyone back on the plane. And we all get back on the plane. And, you know, and then we take off, and as soon as we're in the air, the pilot gets on and explains, like, well, folks, uh, we didn't know this uh, prior to landing, otherwise we would have told you. You were basically, you were all just uh, body temperature scanned to make sure no one was bringing in the West Nile virus with them. Oh. And then it was like, so apparently at some point in that long hallway, 
There was just oh, we all so walked. It wasn't, there was no. It wasn't like a meaningless walk. No, we all walked through a body temperature scan to make sure none of us had fever. How could it tell individual people? I don't know. I think it's. But that was the thing. Once we spent time in Q in like Havana, it was like, oh, they've they're like medically they're hardcore advanced. Yeah, they're they're on top of yeah. their shit in ways that we are not. That's fascinating. Everyone's very healthy in Cuba. They're, you know, there was actually there, the HIV virus doesn't exist outside of there was a quarantined like ranch that punk rock kids in Cuba in the eighties would shoot themselves up with the actual HIV virus to get put on this ranch because it was just no government control. Just do whatever you want. No government control, but you, yeah, you, but you have AIDS, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or you're HIV positive, uh, but crazy. But anyway, <laughs> aside from that, Cuba was pretty remarkable, and I I'm interested to see what's going to happen now that it's open. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, you know. But I'm glad you passed that test, man. Thanks, Todd. You wouldn't want to be the one guy who they're like everyone else but Sean Pat. Yeah, you've just got to stay here in this small town, 100 miles east of Havana. And congrats to the Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for being here, man. Thank you for having me, Todd. People at home, thank you for being here. See you soon. Feral Audio. Hey, you with the rhinestone dog collar. Between us dogs, I just convinced my human to upgrade to a new home with the 1,200 square foot bathroom. I think she called it a yard. With Wells Fargo's 3% down payment on a fixed rate loan, my human realized a new home was within reach. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash woof. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage. Down payments as low as 3% on a fixed-rate loan require mortgage insurance. Ask a home mortgage consultant about loan requirements. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage is a division of Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Equal housing lender. NMLS R.I.D. 399801.